Friday the 13th. Were you aware of that? Today is Friday the 13th. You look like the mascot for some horrible southern college. Everybody's going to have opinions. You're locked on to WPH Live Radio with Dave and Dave on TuneIn Radio and now iTunes. Have you seen our website? It's pretty amazing. www.wphlive.tv Why are people so fearful of Friday the 13th? The most feared day in history. The fear is real. There's a lot of things that have to do with Fridays and 13ths that have happened over time. Don't worry. Why should we trust you? Showtime! An emotional White House tribute to Joe Biden. This also gives the internet one last chance to talk about our bromance. The retailer L.L. Bean finds itself in the middle of a political dispute likely amplified after President-elect Trump used Twitter to thank Linda Bean for donating to his campaign. General James Mattis, named to run the Pentagon, faced questions from the Senate Armed Services Committee. A hearing also held for HUD chief nominee Ben Carson. The San Diego Chargers moving up the California coast. Meantime, the Rams just naming the youngest head coach in NFL history. Sean McVay will turn 31 this month. First time jobless claims rose to 247,000. That's an increase of 10,000. A man who draped himself in the American flag and jumped over the White House fence over a year ago on Thanksgiving Day gets three years probation. Amazon plans to hire 100,000 people over the next 18 months. Researchers from Harvard's T.H. Chan School of Public Health examined 11 different health conditions. Their report finds marijuana can diminish pain for patients in chronic pain and it can help decrease nausea for cancer patients on chemotherapy. Serious house fire in Baltimore. Winter storm warnings and winter weather advisories remain posted for areas of Nevada and Utah. And those are your headlines on a Friday the 13th for episode number 13. Oddly enough, it's the Dave and Dave Sports Handball Radio Cast here on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Does this mean that we're doubly unlucky? Two thirteens? Video surveillance of a North Carolina cop body slamming a female student in high school just surfaced. She still lasted longer in a fight than Ronda Rousey did. Uh, (laughs) Video has surfaced of a Japanese monkey having sex with a deer. (laughs) Dave, I don't know if you is that unusual? It's it is it is actually really unusual. Yeah, I don't spend a lot of time in the deep woods. So it, the wasn't, it wasn't really in the woods. Oh, really? Enough. Yeah, this is a kind of a strange thing. And I, okay. I saw it on the news three straight days, had to go look it up. Kind of, wait, wait a second. That, that kind of reminds me that I probably should go clear my browser history. <laughs> that might be a good indication. Last Wednesday was <laughs> National Spaghetti Day. Many people celebrated by going to an Italian restaurant while others went to Olive Garden. Los Angeles experienced a spike in violent crime last year. It turns out the only people in L.A. that can't shoot are the Lakers. New York Knicks point guard Derrick Rose. Dave just returned to the team after he went missing for a day. The Knicks are still trying to find their missing defense, though. (laughs) Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, founder of Facebook, says he's discovered religion. Not sure if God clicked the like button on that one or just removed the tag. <laughs> well, Jake is on the line now waiting for us after right. these long headlines. So we're going to get to him in just a bit. Because the Jake Plummer Bash is coming up January 20th through the 22nd in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho at the Peak Health and Wellness Center with Gary Ritter and, the, and that amazing club that he's remodeled just for Jake Plummer. But Jake is one of our favorite dudes, one of the greatest guys you could ever meet. And that's really the main reason he's on. But of course, the bash coming up, everyone's probably favorite stop of the year. And it's in the third week of January. I can't wait for it. I swear to God, that's the greatest thing ever. That is around the corner. We're going to talk to Jake about it. Stick around. 
one of the best interviews I think we'll ever have, and it'll probably just fall on its face, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is next on the Dave and Dave Sports Radio Handball Cast here on TuneIn Radio. This is Real Radio. We talk sports. Now on iTunes, the Dave and Dave Sports Cast is live. I'm a loser. I am a showman. You come off a bit cocky. I know, and I've grown to accept that. Turn on iTunes, tune in radio, and the Dave and Dave Handball Sports Cast on WPH Live TV. R2 Sports has the ultimate app for sports fans. Keep up to date with the latest results from your favorite sport. R2 Sports gives you instant access to a diverse range of sports and tournaments. Get live updates instantly on your Apple or Android handset. Follow your favorite players. Check their ranking and latest results. Favorite an event and get live notifications pushed right into the palm of your hand. Interact with other players and chat with fans. Watch events live right from within the app. Get results anywhere, anytime. R2 Sports, your link to the global sports network. R2 Sports is available as a free download from the App Store. Like us on Facebook for free premium access. Is it Friday already? Friday. Friday the 13th. 21 million people in the United States suffer from some level of fear of Friday the 13th. I ain't afraid of nothing. You're afraid your bladder will explode? Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Oh my goodness. I'm ready to jump out of my skin. This is a big day. It's like I've waited my whole life for this moment. It's Friday. Friday the 13th. What are you afraid of? He's afraid that he will puncture his scrotum. That is scary and unbelievable he could survive that. It's the scariest thing that she has ever seen. Lucky Friday the 13th. Very, very terrifying. Aloha Friday. 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 Woo! <laughs> uh, and welcome back. It's the Dave and Dave Sports Handball Radio Cast here on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Rare interview. He's on Skype right now. Jake Plummer. Jake, how's the baby? She's doing awesome, man. She's just uh, growing fast and she sleeps pretty good. So Colette's getting at least, you know, good five hour stretches here and there and six hours, which is amazing wow. compared to the boys. You know, before we start talking about the plumber bash, we have to talk a little NFL football, handball's greatest ambassador, and the quarterback that ended the Patriots' 11-game postseason winning streak back in 2005 to lead the Broncos to the AFC Championship game. Jake, 11 years later, we're still talking about Tom Brady. Can't get him off our minds. Yeah, Um, We're fans and the Patriots. Can any team beat them this year, Jake? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, they're not easy team to beat. And if you're that team, you better study yourself before you really spend a lot of time studying them because they're going to find whatever weakness you have. And just like, you know, if you were in a if you were in a fight on the playground and you were a dirty fighter and your buddy had like a cut on his arm, you'd just start rubbing dirt into it, you know, and just mercilessly cause them to call, you know, uncle you know that's what new england does they go after whatever you don't do well expose you on on that and make like five six plays a game off of that and that's usually the difference they also go and make a lot of plays and tom brady is is a master of just taking what defenses give him Uh, but i'm really rooting hard for brock osweiler he's a young young gun left denver left left a lot of people here in denver mad but not me I, i i really like brock he's a the only other quarterback to start in the NFL that was born in Idaho. Mm. So I bet you like that. Now, yeah, but, he's a spud, man. I got to root for him. So I'm I'm excited to see 
him go and take down Tom Brady and the Patriots. I'd love to see it happen. Uh, but it's no, no easy task. They're not an easy team to beat. It takes a whole team effort, everything. I always say, you know, if you want to beat the best, uh, like like the Washington-Alabama game. Wow. Early game. in that game, remember when they the QB uh, threw the ball for Alabama and Buda Baker had it and he dropped it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Those are the plays you have to make against the best. If you drop that ball, good luck. But if you make that play... Then you got a shot. Back to Brock Osweiler really quick. Didn't you have a hand in in mentoring him when he was in college at AS? Uh, excuse me, when he was in college, coming out of college, going into the NFL? Not too much. I mean, I, I stayed in touch with him and knew him a little bit just from my time at ASU. And then when he got out here, uh, kind of took more of an interest in him, just trying to, you know, see how he's doing. And it's crazy. I'm not. I'm not messing with you right now. I just got a text from Brock Osweiler right now. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. Dude, well, I think Jake is understating his his role with Brock because I know that that Brock had to have looked up to Jake a lot coming from Idaho and then ASU. And I know that he worked with Jake quite a bit. And, you know, you're not really the same type of player because Brock is huge. He's six foot eight. Right. So, you know, he's I mean, he's got a lot of the skills that you have. But I mean, I just think being six foot eight is kind of like its own entity in itself. Well, it's it's hard as a big quarterback in the league. You have to really really be careful on how big you your, your step is when you throw uh, dropping your elbow because you can get away with the lower release you know he struggles with that but you know I spent a lot of time talking to him just keeping him up keeping him ready I saw him this summer in Coeur d'Alene uh, and I'm going to probably you know as time goes continue to work with him more and more because I think he could he could be a dynamic quarterback even at six eight because he's such an athlete. But you talk about his feet. He made somebody miss on that one yard touchdown run yeah. last week. I mean, he made it look easy, but he shook that guy, you know, and took the outside into the end zone. You know, he he got uh, recruited big time to go play ball at Gonzaga mm. basketball. Mm. So you oh. know, <laughs> basketball players. You know, my right. thought on that is that they're the best athletes in any sport. Mm. Uh, you know, because they have to be able to run, jump, fly through the air, do all that. They're just amazing athletes. So he's got it. He's got the skill set. Just got to uh, get a big win like this against Brady, and your confidence grows. He would have been like a uh, like a Kevin Love for the Cleveland Cavs, a three point <laughs> shooter, getting getting rebounds, handling right. the ball. Well, Jake, we talked a lot about the NFL. You retired in two thousand seven. You de- dedicated most of your time to your foundation and promoting handball. You started playing handball as a young boy, playing with your brothers who were state champions, and your dad who was also a state champion. And you never really let go of handball. I mean, you were always playing. What makes handball so special for you? You know, for me, and I think back to those times, and say I learned as a young boy. I mean, that was right. I was just a boy learning how to play a, a man's game. And and you guys notice this, probably deal with it all the time when you teach young kids how to play. This is a very tough game for young, young kids. But I was that kid waiting for a, a, a crack. Uh, I should say for the court to open up and my crack to jump in there and throw the ball around until, you know, even on timeouts, I was in there. Even when guys would stay on the court, I'd just still go in there anyway. And it was fun for the fans of handball to see a young kid like me. That's why I love bringing the kids around the game now. Uh, I believe in today's world, it's even more important. I didn't realize the benefits that I received were so great until later on in my pro career. But the the things I learned from handball, um, you know, these kids that play one sport all year, they're on travel teams, they're going all around the country to play their one sport when they're like 14 years old, 13 years old. They're doing themselves a disservice, and that's why I always bring up handball to these kids because it's 
you, you can find time to go play handball. I know there's time to go do something else. And doing something else is a, was a lifesaver for me to get out of my sport that I was playing. Even though I played all three sports, sometimes there was a burnout there, even just in the, the time that the season of baseball was going on. Mm-hmm. And I'd go play some handball once in a while with my brothers. Uh, whoever wanted to play, we'd go down and just hit the, hit the ball around. Uh, during my pro career, I played a lot uh, in the off season when I was healthy and able to. And when I did my retirement, uh, you know, announcement from the Denver Broncos, I was at the Denver Athletic Club, club getting ready to go play in the doubles tournament. So, handball has been a big part of my life. I, I attribute, you know, my, um, you know, I guess I would say elite ability to uh, sense people around me and have spatial awareness. I, I credit a lot of that to handball. As you guys know, when you're on the court, it's a small area, and if you don't remember where the walls are. It hurts really bad to hit that wall, yet you still have to go balls out to get to it. So the the skills I learned from playing handball were amazing. The hand-eye coordination, the ability to use my left side, a side that a lot of athletes don't even get to use, uh, you know, very much except for lifting weights, you know, and, and maybe basketball players and whatnot. But to have a to be able to have you know a weakness in your offhand become maybe not a strength, but to like. Con- conquer that and at least work on it teaches you mental toughness um, you know I can go on and on about the game of handball I think it's a great sport for to cross train back in the day you know Babe Ruth all these famous athletes they all played handball and then it kind of fizzled out but you know what you guys do is awesome to bring the game out to the youngsters I try my best to introduce it to any kid that I work quarterback drills with you guarantee it they're going to get a pair of gloves goggles and a ball because I believe court time and handball is, is essential for any athlete that wants to be good at the sport they choose. That's really cool to hear, and I know that you do so much with juniors. You have huge junior clinics uh, you know, in Colorado and in Idaho, and it's so cool because you know, you're one of our, maybe our best ambassador we've ever had in handball. You know, we talked about uh, some of the sports you played. You were a three-sport star, and uh, you, know, you went pro in the NFL. You were a star quarterback in Arizona State, and then you went to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and then to the Denver Broncos where, you know, you were really at the pinnacle of your sport. And had you chosen baseball, you probably would have been there as well in the major leagues. But you had a front row seat since you started running the bash in 2008. You played in the U.S. Open in 2007, watching and playing against and playing with the best handball players in the world. What similarities do you see between, you know, the top athletes you played with in the NFL and the top handball players that you watch and that you've played against and played with in doubles? Well, that's a great question. Uh, you know, and for your for the record, uh, baseball. I was good in the field, but I could not hit a, a slider. So my, my you don't have to baseball. tell us that. Well, <laughs> I'm too, I'm just an honest guy. I love baseball. You couldn't get a grounder by me. Obviously, I played handball, so I could turn it in the field at shortstop, third base, whatnot. But hitting the ball was tough. You know, in any sport, when you're the best and and you're at the top of that game. There's a dedication to your to your craft that that you know the people below you, the ones that never make it, they don't quite have or don't quite understand. And I really see similarities with, with the guys that are the best in handball. There's a dedication to that craft. Uh, it's a way different sport. I mean, it's a one-on-one game basically, unless you're playing doubles and it's two-on-two, where football is such a team game. So for me, even though I wasn't the best quarterback in the NFL or even maybe not even the top 100 quarterback in the United States. 
what I was able to do was motivate my teammates, was able to get them to play better, which in turn made me better and made me the player that I was. Where handball, it's man versus man. So the dedication to your craft has to be so intense, has to be so on point. Um, and that's where I really marvel at these guys and, that come in here and come up and play, you know, Emmett Pichot, Luis Moreno, Sean Lenning, you, you, Dave Fink, yourself, Dave Vincent, you guys, you put a lot of time into playing the game and playing as much handball as I've played and then getting in the court with these pros, you know, you realize, I mean, I, I said the stupidest thing maybe ever in my life was I'm going to go and try to play professional handball when I got done playing football. It's like, <laughs> okay, you should have started that about 15 years ago because those you guys just play so much. You're so good. You know, Nadia Alvarado let me get four points against him when we when I played singles against him. Come on, I'm Nadia's like that's a classy, classy guy. But Dave, when I played you just in a pickup game, I could barely get two points. So you know, you guys could kick my ass because you're pros. Where I'm a pretty good handball player, but it's just that level that that your dedication to the craft, your commitment, and the sacrifices you make, and and a lot of practice. Uh, you know, a lot of court time, and that's really where. The greatest in any industry, it's got to mean something to them, and they got to spend time honing that craft. Jake, I think you're being a little humble. I, I've played against you, and I've watched you play. I, I tell people all the time, I, I thought that you had the makeup to be uh, a top pro player if you um, just would have given it some more time, maybe 10 years, but you, of course, had that other career. You hosted yeah. the first Plumber Bash in 2008 and are now about to host the 8th edition on January of this month. What gave you the idea as we look back in time to host that very first one? What, what was that as we look back? Well, it's funny you go back to that and I'm thinking, you know, what, what, what was it? I'm trying to remember what you know, <laughs> made me want to do it. But I think it was just when I got done playing ball, uh, you know, there, that's a large part of my life that was gone, football. And, and the people that, you know, really uh, that I spent days and hours with in the locker rooms and on the field, that's what I really missed. I missed that camaraderie and that ability to have a crew of guys that, that, that knew me, knew me well, knew when to like poke at me a little bit, knew when to back off, but they were my buddies and we had a great time, uh, you know, playing ball together. I found that same kind of crew with handball and the handball players. And I know you guys know this. I mean, that's really some of the most fun is, is to be around the crew of handball guys, not just in your hometown, but across the, the U.S. We're all cut from the same mold. Most of them, there's a few of them out there you might not want to hang out with all the time, but damn near every one of them I've met has been good people that are fun to be around. So that that kind of in, encouraged me to start something, to get back around the, you guys. Uh, when I went down to the to the U.S. Open down in California, uh, Nadia and those guys brought us down, and that was just a lot of fun to, to realize, wow, these guys are pros, but they're nothing like the pros I was, I'd was i been playing football with. They were a lot more approachable, a lot more personable, some of them had, you know, day jobs. It wasn't like that's all they did was play professional football. So I really could relate to these to the to the players, and I felt like, you know, in Coeur d'Alene, where I, I was living at the time in Sandpoint, we needed to bring some handball up there and, and try to get more people more interested in this game, get more coaches interested in the game, and kids interested in something other than the sports that they're being pushed to do and to play. And uh, that really was what started it. We raise money for charities. Uh, the community up there has been so gracious and given us damn near everything we get is donated. Uh, therefore, the money we raise goes into an account to ensure we can continue this. But a lot of it goes back to local charities. 
And man, we, we have a blast. We, I mean, we have a ba- it's the bash. It's the hell of a bash, you know? Yeah, we're all so grateful, Jake, that you did come up with the idea to start the event in 2008. You can see just by the participation that everyone wants to try and play, and that the event is sold out within maybe two weeks of putting the entry out, which is very rare. I don't think yeah. we really ever see that. And you see all the top pro players coming. This year, we have nine of the top ten in the world traveling to Idaho. Uh, you know, you started in 2008 with the Bash. We had most of the best players there then. And since that time, we've had basically every top player, men's and women's player in the world, come through the Bash at one point or another. Sean Lenning and Luis Moreno are the only two players that have played in every single Bash. There's been so many great matches and great moments. What's been your favorite moment in Bash history? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, Going out to the bar and and singing, (laughs) doing karaoke with your brother and your sister-in-law? That, at the that Irish bar up there, yes. <laughs> that was the parties at the at the you know after the tourney into the night and hanging with these guys is probably my my favorite moments all in all. Jake, did we go bowling one year? Did Man. we do that? I know we either talked about. I hate to cut you off, but I mean, no. If we did, I don't think we did. I know, I know that we <laughs> talked about doing it. Well, Your favorite memory is not DV's imagination. <laughs> Surprise. We might have done some bowling of other sorts, maybe the handballs and like cans of empty handballs. What about the uh, the twister that came down in Sandpoint that one year? I know it wasn't part of the bash, but it's what led to the bash. Remember we had yes. that little tornado thing that went through Sandpoint, and we played thank, pickleball. Yeah, thank you for reminding me about that. You know, you guys did open this can of worms up by coming up to Sandpoint and and putting on a little clinic and playing with all of us up there, and that's. You know, now that you say that, that is what really sparked this from the get-go was getting the players that I love to play with in Sandpoint a chance to, to experience the pro game because there's nothing better than watching the best of the best. Um, I, I'll tell you this. One of my favorite times I had, and I want to make sure I think I got it right with who was there, it was me, Anthony Celesto, uh, Mondo, and there was one more. It might have been Jonathan Iglesias. This was a couple years ago. It was late, like 10.30, and I was getting rounding up stuff, getting ready to leave, and they were, they were down there by the courts, and they say, hey, you want to play some some ball? And I said, sure. No gloves. We put on goggles. I don't, Maybe we didn't even put on goggles. We went in there barehanded, and I'd never played barehanded handball. I always had gl- pads and gloves and heated my hands and all that. I went in there, and it was like I learned so much watching how smooth they approached the ball when they were barehanded. We played a whole entire game in just our street clothes and like everyone was waiting. It's 1130 by the time we got done and they're like, you guys got to go. That was one of my favorite times that I remember just handball moments, Um, you know, getting to play with the pros. You know, those just go without saying those are those are just special moments because not many people get a chance to step in the same court with Luis Moreno and win the tournament, you know, so for me. Uh, I just feel lucky to be able to do it, but lots of great memories and more to come, more to come. Absolutely. You know, stepping on the court with the pros and then having fun while you're doing it, uh, those are those are things that it seems like are kind of synonymous with you and this event. As we look back, you know, speaking of having fun, it, I, I don't know how it can happen, but you have such a great family. The, the plumber hell of a handball family bash is really just your immediate family, extended family, they play such a huge role, as big of a role that you play in the event to make the Bash one of the best events in our sport. It, it must mean so much to you, Jake, to see your entire family 
sharing the same passion that you have, hosting handball players, the hospitality that just keeps going on. This actually reminds me a lot of a real cool throwback tournament that I remember, you know, in the 80s when I when I grew up starting to play handball and that that hometown club feel. And your family has really incorporated that. How, how does it make you feel to know that they they share those same passions that you have? Well, it it feels really good, uh, you know, to go to. I've been to a lot of tournaments and I've been to some great tournaments. Uh, anybody that puts on a tournament, you tip your hat to because it takes a lot to put it on. I feel lucky with the cooperation we've had from a lot of people up in Coeur d'Alene that really make this at year eight, you know, just about connections, making phone calls, setting up times. I mean, it's that easy to some degree, but the whole thing about running it, I can remember when I was a kid playing when my dad would tour around and go to some tournaments. And I just remember how much fun it was at the tournaments where it didn't matter if I had a ticket. It didn't matter if that I was, you know, a kid running around. I had free reign and, and everybody encouraged you to get on the court and eat food and hang out and I didn't I didn't even realize then as a kid that this all cost somebody something or <laughs> that sort of thing but like I said that the food we get everything we get is donated I mean the Iron Horse Bar and Grill Texas Roadhouse uh, Big Bear Deli Kootenai Health all the food we get is donated so I really can't charge people for food if you come to the tournament so that was one thing I wanted was like if you come and you bring guests you should be able to have beer and food and have a bat have a blast at the bash that's really what it how it started it's from my early memories as a kid going to tournaments where they welcomed you in with open arms um chatton hayes was one of those tournament directors that you know you guys know chatton i mean she's the friendliest most open person you can meet in the handball world and those were some tournaments we traveled to when i was a kid so it obviously left an impact on me and that's why i wanted to carry this tradition on to have like you say that down home tourney where i want the guys to come feel relaxed don't feel pressured into doing anything other than playing some damn good handball it's all i want to see is crew we got coming up this year is sick we're going to see some damn good handball for sure this year you know jake segueing back into you know your football days i was always a huge fan of your football game and even before i went to u of a you were at asu you know you were a star quarterback for asu and then 1996 i was in tucson going to the u of a and you had that incredible undefeated regular season and, you know, you almost pulled off the national championship against Ohio State in that great Rose Bowl game. Came up a little short. I know you don't want to talk about that probably. But, you know, throughout right. your career, <laughs> throughout your career, you know, you kind of morphed. At first you were, you know, this gunslinging, bolt of electricity, making these amazing comebacks. And then, you know, by 2005 when you led the Broncos to the AFC championship game, you were known as No Mistake Jake for setting the Broncos record for most throws without an interception. And, you know, you became this reliable kind of game manager, but also capable of making great plays. Who reminds you, what handball pro playing right now reminds you the most of yourself as a quarterback? Oh, wow. Well, since you kind of painted me in a couple different lights there, as far <laughs> as like the swashbuckling gunslinger that I was when I didn't have a clue what, you know, a 4-3 <laughs> over defense was and a cover three or a cover two man under or whatever, I was just playing ball. So, man, I uh, I guess I'm like the handball player that I, you know, the football player I was. That's me on the court now, kind of as a young age. I just, I don't have a clue, really. I just chased that blue ball around. But pro players out there, you know, uh, I got to go probably with Lenny or Mondo as far as playing kind of outside of the traditional set of, of what you expect from your quarterback or what you would expect from the greatest that ever played the game. But it's really hard to say that because 
some of the greatest that ever played the game in my estimation a randall cunningham type made so many out outlandish plays that you never see anybody make in today's game uh compared to a peyton manning who made a lot of great plays but they were kind of boring to watch it wasn't like he made five guys miss and then slings it 50 yards downfield for a touchdown he was so methodical so he was like the dave chapman i guess right. you know the very traditional technician mm -hmm. that knew his opponent's weakness and went right after it and could predict where he was going and you know, that was not me i was the react on the fly kind of like i said like mondo like lenning from what i have learned watching those guys play i didn't know you could cut a ceiling ball like off one bounce you know i never played three wall but now i understand you can actually even cut a ceiling ball before it even hits the ground because i saw it done by the likes of lenning and mondo and iglesias and these guys that just they they love to play the game they love to chase that blue ball around and they just want to get it back however you can whatever it takes behind the back whatever it is to me that's handball to me that's football that's entertainment that's why you play a sport that's why you watch a sport and that's what i would have to say about that is just those you know my game has changed in handball tremendously i'm not a game manager though no way i'm not no mistake jake you'll see <laughs> i would say kind of like emmett Pichot, dave you remember emmett in the early days yeah. a shooter and then now he's become sort of this methodical technician on the court yeah. much like jake in his early days and then always a great though i mean emmett always in the top five so fun I would to say, watch still yeah, entertaining. Fun to watch. even the guys that crowd favorite you know, chapman that, mm -hmm. that were methodical amazing to watch i mean just to watch those guys and how how precise they are is, is that's why you know when you watch the pros i always tell people that have never seen it you know check this out you know it might not look real hard because they're so damn good but then watch me after they play and you'll understand <laughs> like wow those guys are good <laughs> <laughs> you know this year's race stop jake the plumber bash eight takes on added significance because it is an official race for eight stop it's the third stop of the race for eight sixth season it's only the third time that the plumber bash has been an official race stop 2011 was the first ever race stop we've had 35 race events since then and 2013 was the second now this the third so you know you have a lot of people coming to the event 100 players playing in the amateur divisions and a lot of fans but then you have these you know 24 pro players that are coming in and it's very very serious for them the intensity is ratcheted up tremendously from a race stop as opposed to just a traditional weekend tournament and you know you're going to see these guys very very serious and i think you're going to see the game played at a much higher intensity than you're used to seeing just because of what's at stake for all these guys how did you deal with those biggest moments as an athlete you know the biggest games when you felt like you really had to perform and you really wanted to perform well it's it's funny because we, we spoke a little bit earlier about the 05 and the Steelers and how we we didn't pull that win out here in Denver right but leading up to that game it was funny because that whole season even you know, every year I've been in football you know I what I'd never made it to an NFC or AFC championship game so I didn't know what to expect but the week leading up to the Steelers game you know as a player you have a routine you like to stay in a routine if you can you know you got to by, by Tuesday, the Wednesday, you have your deals you like to do. Thursday, you get done. You like to go home. You got to get, you like to eat this kind of food, and you have your way to go. Here, though, AFC Championship came, and on Thursday, instead of getting to spend my normal time that I would in the office studying the game plan, watching film till you know six thirty, seven o'clock at night, 
I had to go downtown and do an interview for all the talking heads because we know who controls the NFL. It's not the players. It's these guys in suits and ties that some of them have never played the game. So it, it was hard to for me to, to remain focused. I didn't want to go. I was kind of pissed off, but I had to. And, you know, I didn't wear a suit. I wore a T-shirt, button-up shirt, and wanted to get the hell out of there so I could go back and watch film. And I even said that to some people. I'm like, I just I don't know why I'm here. I want to go study so I can try to win this game. I mean, I'm right there. Dream is right there. I'm right close to getting to the Super Bowl. So, you know, to, to get back to your question about how to, you know, prepare for these things, you just got to stay on your routine. Um, try to, to el- eliminate distractions. That's what they always told us. Try to eliminate distractions. And that's what I hope to do with the Plumber Bash is that I always tell, I tell you, Dave, many times, you know, come bring the pros Tell them I won't ask them to do a damn thing. Nothing. You know what? If you don't want to be seen in the club the whole entire time, you do that. But when you come step onto the court, we want to see you put it down. We want to see you play some handball. And every year up leading up till now, I think that's what we've gotten. I mean, Fink, you've given us more than ball. You've been an entertaining you know, personality on the court also. Why I always say you've got to be there because I love those kind of players that that – that get people talking, that stir the crowd up. And so, you know, these guys, they're going to be playing for big stakes, but I hope that they understand that, you know, all I ask for them is that they come hang out and and let me know how we can help their, you know, lead up to their big moment, uh, big game, whatever it is, big match. You know, let us know how we can help them and, and you know, just come play ball. That's all I ask. <laughs> like I've always said, Jake, Dave Fink is the Odell Beckham Jr. of handball. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, unlike football, where a fan would uh, literally be broken into two uh, by Von Miller or Terrell Suggs, a fan can often play with and alongside a handball player in a pro pickup game or just an amateur game or tournament matches without spending the next three years in a hospital bed. (laughs) Is there a part of uh, that appeal to this game that you can analyze for us? I mean, why, you know, I'm interested in watching a heated uh, handball match that, that ends at a, it's close to a tie and, and, and it comes down to the last point, but I'm also very interested in watching a guy get his head knocked off in pro football. <laughs> I don't know, you know, what part of me likes what, but how, can you analyze that uh, at all about handball? That That's uh, yeah. You know, as far as being able to, to play with the pros, uh, you know, I got a chance in the Canadian nationals to play with Chapman and, and that was amazing. We got to play some amazing players, some guys from Ireland and as a as a Joe, like I or the amateur for me, to, when you get in there and you hit a shot and it works, you know you, you know you're not going to do that to make a living. But God damn, you did it against the best in the business, and it's a great feeling. You know, fans of football always love to have the experience where you go, you get on the field, you catch a punt, maybe you get a QB out there to rifle you some balls. People don't understand playing catch in the backyard, and if you were to catch a skinny post from me, you you probably you probably split your your fingers get some blood or even jam a finger, even break a finger because you're just not ready. It's a physical, physical game. Football is. Uh, it's not an individual sport. Handball is an extremely physical game also. I mean, it takes a toll on your body. Uh, if not for that fact, you know, I would be playing a hell of a lot more handball and traveling around playing more matches and tournaments. But it, it my body was beat up by football. And like you say, Dave, you know, the, the violence is an appeal for people. They're trying to make the game safer. I really don't think that the game can be made any safer from snap to tackle. 
Um, they can do some things to limit, you know, how guys come into piles. I, I don't like seeing guys that they blow up on the big screen. You know, one of the first tackles of the game, Alabama versus Clemson. The safety came up, dove with his hands down, head at the guy's knee, and, and he tackled him. But that's not a tackle. That's hitting. And if we can eliminate the hits and start teaching tackling, that's going to make the game safer. Not 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 engineering the helmets to take on more impact. The brain is going to suffer as long as this game is being played and you allow guys to come in with their hands back like that and, and not use their arms and their shoulder pads to tackle. And so there's really no correlation in the game of handball and football when it comes to the violence. But the toll on the body is for real handball. I always, I watch you guys walk around during that during this tournament. Some of them playing also in the pro am doubles. You know that it it's hard. It it wears you down. So there's mutual respect for me uh, to the handball players that, uh, that play at the high level. You know, for somebody that hasn't played football, how are you supposed to tackle these guys? Because some of these running backs are 230 <laughs> or 240 pounds. You can't just bring them down by wrapping them up with your arms. I mean, it's almost like you have to bring them down like you're a truck and throw yourself into them. Well, no, you go to a rodeo and you watch these little eight-year-old, nine-year-old kids doing mutton busting. They're not going to run up and put their head down and knock that sh- that sheep over. No way, man. They're going to wrap him up, hold on to him, get kicked in the balls maybe a couple times, but they're going to hold on till that mutton gets busted. And that's what you do. That's how I did it in grade school mm. playing a recess. You don't have a helmet on, so you learn to play without right. a helmet. And yeah, there's big dudes in the league and that's one more reason glad you said that while you know you can't make this game safe you know it's it's like two big huge mac trucks running into each other there's going to be more damage than if it's just two little you know shirakos or geo metros it's just the weight the the speed of these guys uh, there's really i don't think anything you can do well we've referenced the popularity of the plumber bash almost like a springsteen concert it sells out (laughs) almost instantly everyone really looks forward to watching it playing in it being a part of it, what can the players and fans expect on and off the court this year in Coeur d'Alene? Really the same thing. A lot of great people. Uh, we, we've reached a point now where people are coming up to Coeur d'Alene from all over. It's not just the Northwest from Seattle, Washington, and Idaho, Montana, some Oregon. I mean, we're getting guys and players from all over the country, from California all the way out to New York. Uh, you know, if, if they can make it, guys are setting it as something they really want to try to get to. Uh, thanks to you guys for spreading the word about what a great tournament it is. And thanks to my family and all the support. It really is a great time. I mean, the guys come up there, have a great time. Gary Redder there at the club has made big time renovations to allow for even more space now. Maybe not as much viewing space by the show courts, but at least more space to spread out, to relax, to, to really get a feel for these guys. And, and I know that the fans really are, they love getting a chance to sit and, and chat with Luis Moreno and and put a, you know a character to the name and, and once you learn once you get to meet these handball players I mean for me that's been the the best part is getting to become friends with Sean Lenning Luis Moreno I mean, these guys I I look at and I know they're not handball is not the NBA or the Major League Basketball they're the best at what they do in the world so those kind of people you should you should get to know because they're the best at what they do. They're driven to succeed. They have mad skills. And so the fans are going to, you know, the fans are going to be there to, to root these guys on and anybody that comes up to play. I mean, we're going to have obviously a great shirt. We always make a great shirt (laughs) and good food 
and good service and just good people hanging out. And there's some always really cool after parties that we can't talk about. Coeur d'Alene's sort of like the Vegas of uh, handball destinations yeah. when you're involved. I mean, I'm even I'm recalling bowling tournaments that never even happened. That's how good that that place is. Uh, yeah. Jake, looking back at the at the tournament over the years, it's been a huge success. Uh, those that are watching now could get more information about handball and this tournament at WPHlive.tv, where we will be there on site running the professional Race for Eight handball tour. And more so, it's really a showcase for the pro players, like you say, to mingle with the fans. I believe that if this facility had 10 courts, you could get up to about oh, 300 to 500 players. I mean, I know how tough this must be for you when you cap the tournament and say, we're only going to allow 100. And, and here at the last minute, where handball players live at the last minute, <laughs> as you know, oh, yeah. Jake, uh, those procrastinators could boost your attendance up to two or 300 people in just a matter of moments. So uh, yeah. I know it must be really hard for you. It does get hard. You know, you got guys that have been there every year. They're number 10 on the wait list. We're already at 103. And I know that at least five to six guys signed up to play doubles, but their doubles partner didn't sign up. So then there's another five or six you got to add in. So right. before you know it, we're at 110. We're there anyway. Just adding the name of a doubles partner doesn't matter. The matches count. But it's hard, you know, because I, I, we put this out. Not next, We're not going to put out the entry form the day after the tournament. It gets put up when I get around to it. <laughs> and then Dave, uh-huh. you know, scrambles, gets everything done. We get it done. But people know it's out there. So I feel bad, obviously, when you've got guys and, and people that have come for every year since that you have to say, hey, I'm sorry. We'll wait and see if someone gets hurt. Uh, but now you get to feel what it's like to be a, a free agent. You know, you get cut from an NFL team. You can watch the games on Sunday with a different perspective. You're waiting to see a guy get carted off. And if he's got the number that you usually wear on, you know, when you were playing football, then you know your phone might start ringing. So the guys that are on the wait list, you know, don't give up hope. But, yeah, sign up early is what I tell them. Get on there. Vic, Vic Aesa from San Fran, he's the first – entry every single year i mean i try to trick him even and he's number one he always signs up first so take it from vic who's a true pro and playing in the 70s this year he's going to dominate that for another decade you got to get in line you got to sign up and then you guarantee the spot i love that guy he's a cool dude yeah. uh, you have a lot of passionate for football uh you look like you're lean and mean right now jake you look really good and i know you love the sport of handball um but there's some other things that are going on in your life right now. I can tell there's just a whole different change. I know you gave birth to a uh, a new baby girl uh, recently within the last uh, few months, and uh, you also are launching a couple businesses, uh, a couple different business ventures. Most recently, getting involved back with, I would say, football, not necessarily the NFL, but hopefully the NFL in general, for a uh, interactive smart app playbook. Uh, program that you're launching can you explain what ready list pro is and and how you got involved in it and when i go to the website i see your your face all over that that website so you must be either an owner or an investor or the spokesman i mean talk about ready list pro and maybe you can answer some of my questions yeah i'll give you a quick rundown so uh people listening my first thing i'm going to say is you just treat people well you should anyway it's just how you should live your life. You should be a nice person and kind. And if someone's not kind to you, like my grandma said, kill them with more kindness. And I, I got a chance. This kid came to my door who was a rookie out of the Colorado School of Mines named Chad Freehoff. He was the, the Heisman Trophy winner for Division Two, basically, the Harlan Hill Award winner, quarterback, big, tall kid. 
He was a camp arm in 05. Uh, of course, I took care of him, tried to help him learn, tried to help him make the team, do whatever I could to help this youngster succeed. And didn't see him for quite a while. And about three years ago, he came and called me and came over and presented to me a, a PowerPoint with an idea that is now the ReadyList Pro. We launched this weekend or last weekend in Nashville at the AFCA, which is the American Football Coaches Association Convention. Uh, like you said, Dave, it's a intera- fully interactive playbook teaching and learning tool. Um, there's a lot of playbook stuff out there to draw your playbooks and uh, to you know, diagram them and all, but this has the testing capabilities like nothing on the market. It's similar, say, uh, like for the Rosetta Stone to learn a foreign language. A playbook that's four inches thick is like a foreign language to a lot of people. Even football players coming out of college don't have the knowledge they need or out of high school to transition to college, the knowledge of of football that they need. So our hopes is that this can teach kids at a faster rate, uh, help them have more precise study time and, and use all the facets of learning. Also, hopefully help their retention rates, cut down on mental errors. Uh, We had great reception at the AFCA. We've had a few college teams using it already and a couple high school teams. And so it's really exciting. Uh, This kid came to my door because I was nice to him. And I think we're on this on, you know, on to something that could be pretty big. Uh, Obviously, if it goes right, does what we hope. We're getting an opportunity to, to demo it with the Cleveland Browns at the Senior Bowl, which is huge. It's like connections, man. It's what it's about. Hugh Jackson coached me at ASU. He's the coach at Cleveland. You know, I think they're one one in 15. Something like this could be highly beneficial to their team. And uh, I'm excited about it. I am invested. I'm part owner. I am kind of the face of this ReadyList Pro, but it's a lot of fun to get back in touch with old coaches and old players. It's basically what my job is. Call them, show them the product and and hope they buy it. And uh, I don't know where it's going, but it's been fun so far. Yeah, it sounds like a great ride. Just going onto the website, it only took me five minutes to realize that this was the uh, next best thing. Uh, and I'm not even in that business, but I am in the business of watching as a fan, and I can just see how uh, interactive and how mobile this app is, and how yeah. much paper you're going to save while you're keeping <laughs> keeping the world green. What a great stamp! Uh, that you can put on uh, the environment with something like this. And I'm not one of those tree hugger types, but Jake, I, you look at this and you say, I, I can only imagine that there's 500 pages in some of these playbooks and you have it all interactive on a, on a mobile app that you can take anywhere that you get a Wi-Fi signal on. And in some cases, not you can even be offline. Uh, yeah. Very, very intriguing uh, website, and we hope you the best of luck. And we'll, uh, Dave and I want to help you promote it as well. So, well, you are right now. I mean, any high school coach or college coach, any levels, it's good from the pros down to Pop Warner. You know, it's it's not just for the pros. It's for anybody that wants to gain a better knowledge and understanding of the, of the game of football, and hopefully help them make the team. Hopefully, help them get a scholarship. Whatever it is, it's just going to hopefully help players. Uh, be more efficient out on the field. Even fans, though, too, because, Jake, True. I think if you came into our office and heard Jake, uh, Dave and I talking football, you'd cringe. So, <laughs> Dave, you, you and I could probably learn a lot, maybe not embarrass ourselves so badly around someone who knows football. Yeah. <laughs> it was we'll really... see where it goes. Hopefully that, that will be something down the road, a, a fan app so they can have a playbook and actually see what X's and O's mean and look like for real rather than just on their Madden console. Yeah, you know, I was cruising through the website and I couldn't believe some of the terminology. I mean, I I, yeah. I could if somebody was going to press me and say come up with, you know, come up with a play call, I could come up with something that 
was a good BS story. But after reading that, I said, wow, there's just so much more involved in this game. Uh, it's a lot like uh, the Game of Thrones. Mm. <laughs> you know, the characters, everything's it's, interwoven. and It's just so deep and intense. And uh, you look at the playbook and you say, wow, this is this is outstanding. I mean, the crazy thing is coaches will have the same exact play. Most of all the coaches run everything. It's the same stuff. No one does has some unheard of offense that no one's ever seen if they do then it gets copied and everyone's running it so but they'll call a scoop in you know atlanta uh a, a slop in you know denver I mean, it's just so you got to learn the language and right as soon as you learn the language it's still the same thing like i got to reach the tackle double up to the linebacker or i got to you know gap protect whether well, they might call it something else so the quicker you can learn that Hopefully you play with a lot quieter mind, you play fast, and you make the team, really. Here's something that can help you do both. Uh, talk about a quieter mind and, and putting yourself into a place where you can relax. CW Hemp Oils, Jake, are really growing. Athletes taking yeah. a hold of another product that you can uh, truly get behind. Can you explain a bit more about uh, your involvement and the product itself? Because I've been hearing about you talking about it and the product for, uh, it seems like, three or four years, maybe longer, I'm not sure, but... It, can you talk about this with us? Yeah, it, it hasn't quite been three years, but a couple years back, uh, I got the opportunity to to experiment and try the oils. And I'm glad you say hemp oils because most times I do an interview about you know this advocacy uh, that I'm involved in. Everyone, you know, they start off by saying, "Hey, plumber, advocating for marijuana use in the NFL." And this, I haven't once said that. I haven't once gone and said the players should be allowed. Well, I have probably said that grown-ass men bashing their brains and bodies around should be able to take something like marijuana if they want to without being penalized. That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother show. Now, hemp oil is from hemp, which a lot of people don't even know there is a thing called hemp. They just think it comes in a granola bar. So <laughs> there's two th two different strains of the plant of, of cannabis, marijuana and hemp. They all contain compounds. Hemp has close to 110 different compounds in it. They all work together as, a, as an entourage effect to help you, whether it be uh, anxiety, help with depression, help with sleep. Where they really made a big difference was with young children with uh, rare forms of epilepsy like Dervais syndrome. That's who the, the company and what the product is named after, Charlotte, Charlotte Figge, a young girl who was basically written off. Hospice said, sorry, we're done. You know, you're on your own. We have nothing else we can do. She's basically going to die. Well, her parents found the Stanley Brothers here in Colorado. They were making what some people know as Rick Simpson type oil from hemp plants that they'd gathered out off of ditches out in Kansas. That It grows wild, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. And they made this oil and they gave it to this little girl when she was written off, basically seized for the two hours that she was awake during a day. And she is now nine years old, seizure free. You know, so the proof is right there that there's something to this extract, there's something to these oils. I've felt the benefits tremendously with inflammation. As you can imagine, we talked about getting beat up and getting hurt and all that with football. And even now playing handball, the recovery time for me is, is much quicker after I play a game of handball. 
um, and, and the inflammation I used to feel in my knees and occasionally having real bad headaches and cold weather would come, my shoulder would ache and my right wrist would hurt. I couldn't even do down dog or push-ups because my wrist hurt so bad. It's all gone and I've done nothing else. I still drink beer, I still eat popcorn, I still eat the food I love. I don't do yoga every day of my life. I do it every once in a while. I'm not a workout, you know, crazed workout warrior. I just take these oils and it's helped me feel a lot better. So I wouldn't be behind them if it didn't help me. I wouldn't be advocating for them if it wasn't something that I was benefiting from. They pay me a small stipend to do interviews and talk about it and spread the word, but I don't have any stock in the company. You know, I'm not selling you Advocare with 30% of the stock or being paid $150,000 to tell you how great it is. You should take it. I'm telling you about CW Hemp because everybody deserves a chance to feel feel better and have a natural choice in order to do that. We have an opioid epidemic and a prescription drug epidemic sweeping across the our country. It's causing healthcare costs to go way up. It's causing people to be sick, get sicker, and even get sicker after that. And I feel this is a chance for them if they're open-minded, anybody out there, uh, you know, to check it out, try it out. Um, if it helps you, then tell someone else about it. And if it doesn't, then at least you tried and you at least took action for your own health. And uh, we're trying to get it into the NFL. Again, not trying to allow, you know, guys to have bong hits at halftime. We're just trying to get this oil in the NFL because it's it's showing capabilities of as a neuroprotectant and an anti-inflammatory. It is patented by our government for neuro, as a neuroprotectant for the brain and an anti-inflammatory. And when they want to fix the helmets and make them that much more resistant to impact, we have a, a product here that grows naturally, with no side effects that could possibly armor the brain internally. So I know it makes sense to you too, and I hope more out there listening, it makes sense too. And ultimately, I hope it makes sense to Roger Goodell and DeMaury Smith, the guy who runs the NFL and the guy in charge of the NFLPA. Let's come together and research this. Let's put some money into the research and stop fighting, you know, whether someone's balls have enough pressure in them, uh, you know, spending millions on that rather than spending one million on some very, very vital and important research being done by Johns Hopkins University, University of Penn to study the effects that this this oil, this naturally occurring extract from hemp, what it could do for these players, it, it quite, maybe quite possibly has a, a, the ability to save the game. And I'm, I'm just excited to be a part of it also. It goes hand in hand with what I'm doing with the ready list. I get to see old coaches, old players. I get to talk to them about the ready list and then say, hey, you know, give me a call. We'll talk about hemp oil. If you're not feeling too good these days, it's something that's helped me. Yeah, that's awesome, Jake. It's CW Hemp Oils. What is the website or reference that we can have uh, when we go to that website or to just try to find out more information? Yeah, cwhemp.com. And I'll even throw you, use Snake. If you want to punch in Snake in the coupon code, you'll get 10% off. Uh, so check it out. Also go to the Realm of Caring uh, website. That's the people that that really started administering the oils to the sick kids with epilepsy and, and ailments that no one could help them with. They now have a, da a, a database of 26,000 patients that have taken their oil for, you name it, things that you could never, you've never even heard of, fibromyalgia. I mean, stuff that people are getting no help from their doctors. They're only getting sicker and a lot of them can't take a poop because they take six or seven prescription pills. You know, go to the, the roc.us and there's a research 
database there for you know everything you can imagine under the sun uh, of, of things that people have had actually benefits with. Now, I'm not guaranteeing this, saying that no matter what, you're going to feel better, but at least go check it out, research it, learn a little bit about what you might be able to do for your own personal health and wellness. All right, Jake, I'm going to put you on the hot seat here. Are you yes. ready? Do it. This is some word association. You're going to say the first word or phrase that comes to your mind. Luis Moreno. <laughs> just uh, just bash. Mondo Ortiz. And one. Tom Brady. Machine. Emmett Pichot. Retriever. Race for eight. Epic. Sean Lenning. Oh, man. Freak. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Uh, precise. Now, are you ready for some bash trivia? You've hosted and watched oh. pretty much every match that's ever been played in the now eight-year history of the Bash. Yeah, let's wait, wait a well, second on this. Wait a second on this, Jake. Let's go back to Aaron Rodgers really quick. Okay. Do you, do you? I find a lot of people ask me if you played like Aaron or if you two were comparable. Do you, do you ever say that's kind of my game? That scramble <sighs> out and throw a bullet and. Nah, he's got. There's similarities, but he's taken it to a whole nother level. His release is is impeccable. Uh, his ability still to work the pocket. Um, I find that we're nowhere alike as far as personality on the field. So it's hard for me to compare myself to him just because, you know, he's he's out there. I look for quarterbacks that are that are passionate and 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 going crazy and, and you know enjoying every minute of it. Sometimes it looks to to me like he's a little aloof, but it's because he's so damn good. I think sometimes it's just easy for him out there, and it never ever was easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> this interview has been really easy for you though flowing man yeah i just got done with my podcast earlier so i'm in a talkative mode you're well, doing good man we're ready for the trivia now do we have any wacky music to go yeah, if we do okay yeah. who played in the first men's pro bash final in 2008 oh dang wow luis moreno and nadia alvarado close it was nadia alvarado and alan garner oh alan garner dang sorry alan my bad you've only been to a couple how many bash titles has Sean Lenning won? Sean Lenning has only won one. Incorrect. None. Still looking for his first. That's He's right. He's been in the last two finals. I was either none or one, but I had to give him credit as I expected he had at least one. Thought he was going to win that one last year. Thought he might looked like it. He had a big lead. Doubles, though. He might get one in the doubles this year. That's true. You're playing with the freak. Yeah. Mm, we have yeah, a snake right. and a freak playing wow. doubles together. <laughs> This is the third year that the Bash is going to be an official race stop, meaning that there's been a qualifier in the first two. Who's the only qualifier to appear in a men's pro Bash final? Hmm. Mondo? That's correct. Wow. Yes. That was the hardest wow. question. That is, yes. Nobody's ever gotten that. That's He's, great. Yeah. Okay. How many pounds of homemade lasagna have been consumed in the seven editions <laughs> of the Bash? <laughs> well... I just was looking at that and figuring out how many more, how much more we need to get on the order form, and it's like I think somewhere around seventy-three pounds. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, not per bad. tournament. 
we got a little leftover from last year we might roll out okay that's only I don't vegetarian think would mind. so you know it might be might be your helping dave <laughs> it, it got your aunt and your mom dishing it out <laughs> yes awesome how many current race freight men's pros are entered in this year's bash uh i think eight 16 16 nine of the top 10 16 total wow that's impressive that's awesome nice work dv good work jake Plummer. my god hey jake we're gonna let you go um it's been a great interview man we can talk forever i know that you had your your own podcast that that took place right before this uh talk about that really briefly as we head on out uh uh, Dave, I know you you subscribe and listen to it. I do as well. How can people get on and listen to your podcast? We're on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. What what are you on? Well, right now, 5280 Sports Network. It's a little a buddy of mine in the media here started his own little network. So that's really where it's at. And I don't even know. I don't think you can find it on iTunes or TuneIn. But you know, I that's why I'm, I'm doing it. It's fun. Uh, I'm not trying to take over the world with it. But if you want to find it, it's called Snakes takes on 5280 sports network and i'm on twitter at snakes takes so if you follow me you'll get a direct link to the podcast when i tweet it out um, i have a good time we talk football i try to have fun i try to bring up things that maybe make people look at football in a different light or even anything you know like the consumer electronics show you know where you got a smart toilet that you know heats your toilet seat up and reminds you to take a poop i guess i don't know so you know we talk about all kinds of stuff <laughs> you're getting old enough now. I think you're you're what almost forty two now, right? Forty two. So dot, you yeah. you need one of those seats. Yeah, yeah. I could, I'm all right with just the normal things in life. I don't okay. need all that technology. None of that fancy to, crap. Yeah, not on a toilet. So I'll spend money on fancy crap at the bash, right? That's right. You better. I mean, that lasagna is fancy. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you, Fink. Yes. What's the most important thing when you're gearing up for a tournament to make sure you you do to your body? prepare well i think that you need to eat right i think you need to get the right amount of sleep and i need you need to figure out a way to have your body peak you know for that first or second round um into the tournament so you want to push yourself hard right up until about three or four days before the tournament and then sort of slowly let your body recover so that you're as fresh as you possibly can be while still being sharp so i would say eating the right food a lot of sleep a lot of hydrating and making sure that you're sharp and you know going through your routine so that you're confident a lot like you said you know how your routine was disrupted there in 2005 before the afc championship game you want to try and stay in your routine so you know for the pros we're used to traveling on thursday getting in doing what you need to do on thursday night getting the right dinner getting the right amount of sleep and then being ready to play on friday and also cw hemp oils hey hey now I mean that would that would help out. Yeah, too. I think so. Yeah, we got a nice gift bag this year for the pros, so uh, you guys will be very excited when you yeah. open that up. I love the way this sounds. I still <laughs> wear my Under Armour watch from 2008. Hey, nice! I love it. Well, <laughs> you've stuff. been, you guys have all been both of you huge helps in in the bash and what it's become. So I I am very appreciative of your support and help. Uh, I know, like myself included, I look forward. My, myself, along with many others, look forward to seeing you guys here soon. It's always one of my favorite events of the year. Thank you very much, Jake. We're going to see you in just a, in a week's time. Right. Can't okay. wait. All right, Jake. Um, it's the Dave and Dave Sports Handball Radio Cast on uh, TuneIn Radio and iTunes, as well as WPHLive.TV with Jake the Snake Plumber. Handball Bash going to come up January 20th through the 22nd in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho at the Peak Health and Wellness 
want to thank Gary Ritter for uh, allowing us to be there, Jake. I mean, he's really one of one of the nicest dudes to allow us to really take over his facility. I don't think he has another sporting event that can come along to an, a regular athletic club like this that where the spectators are really going to take over his whole club. Oh yeah, like <laughs> like gonna, he's going to here we're soon. We're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a madhouse, and he's going to be worried about parking. But that's all right. We got it figured out. We got an extra parking place for us. So <laughs> we have to do a shuttle from the other parking lot, <laughs> from the other side of the building. Uh, Jake, for, thanks for the call in on on Skype today, and we appreciate everything. We'll see you in about uh, just a week or a little bit more than that. Awesome, guys. Thanks for having me on. It was a true pleasure. You can walk beneath ladders all year long, but let's face it, today is different. Just like me, you have triskaidekaphobia, a fear of Friday the 13th. Fortunately, there's a pill that can help. (sighs) Available in hospitals, the average housewife's purse, and every celebrity's medicine cabinet, this pill relieves your anxiety over common superstitions that turn Friday the 13th into a nightmare. Whew. Triska Dukid Trisky Biscuit Foreman. I mean three out of four men suffer from Trisky Risky Trisky Calisby. <laughs> Talk to your doctor about trucks of ducks of phobia. <sighs> Look, nobody nobody knows how to say it. Not even Harry Potter. Okay, maybe Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore. <sighs> What's in this stuff anyway? Ooh, volume. Side effects include drowsiness, weightlessness, sexual promiscuity, clairvoyance, looking into unsolved murders, cult worship, making breakfast for dinner, and making an ass of yourself in a prescription drug commercial. Uh, From outdoor tournament planning, the Race for Eight professional tour on ESPN, junior handball development, coaching and mentoring, or creative handball marketing, the world players of handball has set out to grow the sport through innovation. Junior WPH is flourishing. They have a full-time development director and coach on staff, a hot new coaching manual that is a must-grab, and a department of instructors that will train, mentor, teach, and introduce handball to over 5,000 new recruits a year. Without your donations and membership support, though, the WPH would not be where they are today. The WPH is a 501c3 nonprofit foundation. Please encourage others in your area to support, donate, volunteer, here and give. Visit the WPH website at WPHlive.tv or go to thehandballstore.com to purchase your merchandise, players card, all access video pass, or donation. 100% of web store sales goes right back into the development of the game. The world players of handball at WPH Live TV thanks you for your continued support. It gets bad on Friday the 13th, but it gets worse on Saturday the 14th. Hashtag enough is enough. <laughs> Oh my God. Jake is the nicest guy ever. I mean, I'm not sure what lasted longer. You know, just we can do a montage of him taking a breath because he mm-hmm. talks so much. I mean, invaluable stuff though. Or, or how we tried to close that interview. It took like, what, 20 minutes of us saying, thank you. We love you. It's Can't hard to, to say goodbye. You. Can't do it. I didn't want to say goodbye. No. Jake Plummer, amazing dude. Uh, let's get into the celebrity birthdays and then call it quits for the day. Okay. Let's- Robert Duvall, Dave, one of your favorites, 86. Charlie Rose, 75. You're doing them in reverse today. I am. I like that. Yeah. Diane Keaton, 71. Bradley Cooper, 
42. 42 years young. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know him best for Sack Lodge and Wedding Crashers. I know you loved him in all the Hangover films and Silver Linings Playbook. But he's done so much more than that. Uh, American Sniper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Limitless, which I thought was a great movie. Great idea, I think, that movie. And he, he was also Rocket Raccoon in Guardians mm. of uh, the Galaxy, which is a, another good film to watch. Okay. Also does some voiceover work. Obviously, with playing Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> January Jones, 39. I think she's... <sighs> mm. But my wife's listening, so she's ugly. Mm. Don't like her body type. Too thin. <laughs> Terrible voice. Mr. Bean. Rowan Atkinson. Right. 62. Danny Pintaro. From your favorite show, Dave, Who's the Boss? 41. You're jumping all over on these ages. I, I don't know why you're doing it, but... <laughs> well, I, there's I, more. I mean, David Caruso, 61. Nicholas Cage, 53. He's been around, seems like, forever. I thought he'd be older than that. Yeah. Marshall Chapman, singer-songwriter, 68. 68 years young? Okay. Naomi Judd, 71. That's Mama Judd. Hmm. Winona, daughter, Ashley, other daughter. Kirstie Alley. 66. Can't believe it. Took over for Shelley Long on Cheers. Hmm. I don't know which you like better. Shelley. Okay. Yeah. Most people do. Rush Limbaugh, outspoken conservative. 66. I always thought it was interesting that Rush Limbaugh and Howard Stern celebrate birthdays on the same day. Howard Stern, as you said, Dave, 63. Mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige, 46. Jeff the Chief Kastner. Dave. 72 years of age. No. <laughs> Jeff the Chief Castron Dave, before we get into his age, which is unknown, we just know that today is his birthday. Okay. One of the founders of the WPH. Mm-hmm. So we're here right now because, because of, of him. him. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Chief. I know he's listening. I hope that we see him in Plumber. I don't, I never know unless, I, until I know. Yeah. Until he gets Jeff. there. Yeah. He took you to a tiebreaker. Did. Yeah, he at did. At the Canadian Nationals one year. Yeah. He killed about 15 straight balls. What are you going to do? It was, it was amazing. A, yeah, yeah his was, right hand off the back wall was just unstoppable. From everywhere. I now mean, I kept thinking a, it was going to cool off, and it never did. Now he's got a hand in a diaper right now, uh, changing young baby Joy's diaper. Congratulations, new parents for Gene yes, Cosimoto. wonderful. Add that to the stat sheet. That's a, a, a number one on the stat sheet <laughs> yeah. for, for Gene and Jeff up there in Portland, Oregon, getting that new baby Joy. Art Hafner. Very good friend of the WPH, Dave. The Team Cleveland website founder. He does so much for handball. Travels all across the Midwest and the the Northeast. Filming matches, uploading a lot of great pictures. 71. Yeah, he's a he's a good supporter of the WPH and, and innovation, I right. should say. Which yeah. is very you innovative. Know, you have to always support a guy like that. Mm-hmm. And that's all I've got, Dave, that's for it. birthdays. That's yeah. it. Well, you're useless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a great show today. We're going to wrap it up. We have to go. I mean, we really do have to go. They're telling us we have to go. No, they're, they're telling us we have to I go. I see so them. Let's push the button. We're yeah. out of here. This is episode 13 of Dave and Dave Radio Sportscast here on TuneIn Radio and iTunes, where we're going to have the Jake Plummer Bash coming up January 20th through the 22nd. Find out more information at WPHlive.tv. Dave, I like your face. Keep it that way. That's the first time I've ever heard that. The first part. What part? Uh, Dave, I like your face? Yes. Keep it that way. Thanks. All right. We're out. You're locked on to WPH Live Radio with Dave and Dave on TuneIn Radio and now iTunes. Have you seen our website? It's pretty amazing. www.wphlive.tv